Baruch Hashem, we're blessed to have another day. Baruch Hashem, thank you Hashem for today. Thank you Hashem for this moment. We're blessed to be alive. And being alive, alive means, means not just uh, breathing. Obviously that's a start. It's a start. But the purpose of life as a Jew... The purpose of our life is to, is to work hard and to, to change and to grow and to transform constantly, especially during Sphere of Omer, where we're counting and we're trying to recreate ourselves to be, to be more Adam, more of a person. And the way a person is more of a person is the more he works on himself. The more you work on yourself, right? Like we said, an animal doesn't work on himself. You don't sit there and talk to your, your dog and you say, oh, what are we working on, right? What are we working on? You gotta work on, on uh, I mean, people like doing that when they have a dog. They like, you know, you know, training the dog. See, I can control, you know, control the dog. You can't control yourself. But your dog, the dog will thank you so much. Wow. Yes, Yehuda. judging anyone who, you know, who does things like that, but, but uh, I, I, don't, I don't want to be that guy making a schedule for my dog. I want to be making a schedule for myself. I don't got time to make a schedule for, for, for a dog. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? A schedule for a dog. I'm, I'm the dog I got to make my schedule for. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? <laughs> it's true. Right? It's true. Hi. Hey. Thank you, Yuda. Okay, so let's try and learn, right? One thing we can learn from dogs is that when we left the tribe, the dogs didn't bark. And it says as a result of them not barking, as a result of them not barking, uh, they got meat for the rest of their lives. We still give dogs food because they didn't bark. Because they didn't open their mouths when they were supposed to open their mouths. Therefore, they can open their mouths for all of eternity. For thousands of years, dogs get food because they, they were quiet. So could you imagine what we get for us being quiet? Right? And it's harder for us to be quiet. I just have to say, because Ben just walked in, I have to say, you must be a big tzaddik, Ben. No, first of all, you are a big tzaddik, but I have a proof that Ben's a big tzaddik. Because he asked me, Akasha, he asked me before last night, before I went home, he asked me a question. And... I, I thought what I answered to him was, was, was like, like siyata d'shmaya, which means usually when I answer, like I'm answering like something that I, I logically would know to answer. This time when he asked me a question, I like had this answer. I was like, that was a great answer. I didn't mean it in an ego way. I was just like, yeah, 
that makes sense. It was like an answer that I don't think he was expecting. Um, I don't think I was expecting, but it just, the answer came and I think it was, the, I, I felt good about the answer that I gave him. And then after supper, I was learning with my son, I learned with Nehemiah, we're learning Evan Shlema. I couldn't believe it. And literally, he asked that question and he gave that answer. I think there's an added thing, I'll look it up and I'll talk to you about it. Like a, it was like a oomph. It was like, wow. And I was like, I told my son, I told Nechemi, I said, oh, you, you must have been, you were Zoycha to, it says when, when somebody wants something, it's not the Rebbe, it's not the person who gives him the answer. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not I don't know anything. Hashem gives you a shliach. Hashem gets a shliach to get you the right answer. So, uh, so Puts a little pressure. Puts a pressure on you also. A little bit. It's okay. Okay. Repeating a secret which was revealed in public. If someone tells you private information, right? We said this yesterday. You are not allowed to repeat it, even if he does not specify. Don't repeat it. If he tells you, "I just bought this new suit," don't repeat that information, even though. Who cares? But he says, don't repeat that information. For sure, if he tells you something that is private, you know, uh, did you hear my sister is dating so-and-so and they're, you know, they're gonna get engaged soon, right? So for sure, for sure. That you can't reveal, because you know, even if she doesn't, even if he doesn't tell you, don't reveal that information. Okay, now, if someone reveals private information, right, let's give an example. Let's say I now reveal private information to a group of everyone here. Are you allowed to take that information and tell other people? So the Chavetz Chaim says, if someone reveals private information to a group more than three, right, you have to say, I'm telling you all, but please don't pass it further, then you are not allowed to say that information. So if I tell you guys, I got a secret to tell you all, Please don't repeat it to anyone else. You are not allowed to. However, if I say private information and I don't say don't spread that information, then it is permitted the information, it is permitted to say that private information. Obviously, if there's no Lashon Hara, right? Chas I wouldn't be telling you Lashon Hara anyway. But the point is, right, hopefully not, but, but, um, but the point is, is that if you're sitting around at the, at the lunch table and you're telling a group of five, six guys some private information, you have to assume that that information will go further. Unless you specify specifically, please do not reveal that information. Very important. Sure, Yassi, go ahead. Question away. Right. But if I am, am I allowed to like to say, oh, I know someone that did this, but do the circle, and say, 
Right, so you have to be careful. Right, you have to be careful. Right, you have to be careful. So in a smaller group, if he could, by process of elimination, realize that he did that, then, then you're not allowed to. Correct? If you could figure it out, right? Yeah, that might, might be avat. That might be avat. Right, you have to be careful. Like, he might repeat it to Aroni, something like, oh yeah, this kid did this. Right. And then like, well, here, right. you won't know the name. That's the thing. That yeah, so the if, name, again, you have to be careful to make sure that you're not revealing. It's like any thing of Lashonara. If you say, oh, there's a guy in Yeshiva who did X, Y, and Z. Right. If you could, by process of elimination, figure it out, then, then well, you can. Say you're not saying it. Uh, you want a guy, whatever. Okay, that's fine. That's harder to that's harder to uh, to find. Yeah. But I'm saying let's say you're saying over a story. So yeah, again. It generally happens to say I hear a cool story, right? Right. But so now if I'm gonna tell it to him, he's right. gonna repeat the story. Right, right. It's a very cool story. Right. So now uh, the story happened to Lex. So Lex might hear I gotcha, the story. I gotcha, I gotcha, I gotcha. Is that okay or not? It's not about okay, you have to know your the people you're around, and you have to know if it's going to. He's not. The, the name's not going to get out, but he's going to hear. Yeah. So, what's your question? My question is that okay? Or since he might feel betrayed, I'm saying, I don't know if he's going to feel betrayed. I mean, it, it, as long as his name doesn't come out, you're fine. Right. As long as he, you, uh, if. If for whatever reason, if for whatever reason, Shia doesn't want you to know that, I'm sorry, doesn't want people to know that story, but what, he, he, nobody knows it's him, as long as no one's going to know it's him, he's fine. But then, what if he gets back then? Yeah, good, that's what I'm saying. Be- better saves than sorry, right. Better saves than sorry. Okay. Hashem will help us all Hashem will help us all. I love it. I love that line, Shia, me and you learned in, in, uh, in Arachas Tadikim. I keep on quoting it. I love it. I've got to memorize that. Pasik, I'm going to say it again because it helps me remember it, right? That an evil is machrish. When a fool is quiet, chacham yechashev. You could be thought of a chacham. You could be thought that you're a smart guy. The less you talk, the more the more people will think that you're that you're wise. No, the point is no, the point is the point is is not to reveal how, how, how big of a fool you are. That's the point. You know what I'm saying? And even the fool can can be looked at as wise. Unless you're talking Torah. Unless you unless you're talking Torah, and I mean this. Unless you're talking Avodah Hashem and Torah, the chances are you, you don't know what you're talking about. I don't mean that. I don't mean that to offend anybody. But I'm saying, what, are you, what else are you talking about? Are you talking about sport? You're talking about who's the goat? Shkayach. Go, go, go! Listen to all the podcasts of who's the goat. Right? Yeah, you're gonna prove who's the goat. Who's the this and this? How about what, what are you gonna talk about? Donald Trump. We're gonna talk about the doctors of Corona. What are we gonna talk about? What? What are you talking about? You're gonna Google something to talk about it? Now, obviously, that's hard because then it's like 
okay, uh, uh, so now I got to change my life. I don't really got much to talk about. Okay, great. So, so, so you can either train your dog and, and make a schedule for him, right? And that'll keep you busy. Or you could go ahead and you could train the dog in you and uh, fix him a little bit. Right? But that's the bottom line. That's the bottom line. And mar ma'at harbe is a very powerful statement. Most people who talk a lot, right, right, they don't do a lot. Most people who don't talk so much, they do a lot. And if you talk a lot, which is okay, it's okay if you talk a lot, then you better do quadruple than you're talking. So either way, you gotta get to work. You know what I'm saying? If you don't talk so much, so you gotta you got go to work. But if you're talking a lot, if you're a big talker, then you gotta overly do to make it that it's emar ma'at. You gotta make it that it's little talk. So Hashem will help us either way to do a lot, to do a lot, to accomplish a lot, learn a lot of Torah, speak good things. And I, I said last night in the shir, in the Zoom shir, I was saying, right, push yourself. If you're not a big talker, push yourself to say thank you. Push yourself to say good morning. Push yourself to say good things. That's important to push yourself to be miscabra, to say good, positive things all around. That's, that's, that's always a good thing to, to do. Shem will help us and all the Jewish people not speak any Lashon Hara, not hear any Lashon Hara, and, and forgive anyone who spoke Lashon Hara about us. All us and all the Jewish people. Okay. Um, we're, we're on page um, 116. Uh, I'll just go through a few of these points in the Mesil Shisharim, which is very powerful. He says, Hevi az kanomer, kal kanesher, right, the Pirkei Avos, that says, Ratz katsvi gibor kari which basically means that we, we use the animal kingdom, we use the creatures of, of, of the world, Right? Uh, one of the Balei Musas say that each and every one of us, right, it fits with what Yehuda was saying about the dog this morning, right, about your dog. Right? It says that every person has a zoo inside of him. Right? That's why the Tana says, right? Why is it saying, run like a deer, be strong as a lion? Why is it talking about animals? Because it says each and every one of us has a lot of animals inside of us. And the goal in life is to tame and control your animals and to use your animals appropriately. Because if you don't train your animal, then you will be a person who's full of wild animals. You will be someone who's filled with wild animals. So you want to work to train yourself and to become somebody who has full control. Yeah. Echt? Page 116. Vav. Yes. I think that somebody doesn't have a very person that animal that one of the tzaddikim that he saw a guy running to breakfast. Judy, a guy, uh, one of the tzaddikim saw someone running to breakfast, like running mamish, 
maybe it was uh, in, in yeshiva and he saw a guy running to breakfast and he said, he said, that guy is a pancake. He said, what do you mean he's a pancake? He says, he's running to breakfast. He like transformed himself into a pancake. Right, what does that mean? His whole essence is like, he has no control, he has no control. They say once, I think, for the Valshamta that he saw somebody sitting and eating and he said, that guy is, is like, he's like a cow. What does that mean? He's like, his, his, he has no, he's not an Adam, right? It's not like you go ahead and you eat, right? You're supposed to eat. I don't know if you guys ever, ever saw this, right? A child naturally, when he eats, a child naturally, when he eats, goes like this. Why? Because I'm the person, right? And Adam is straight up. So the food is from the ground. Food comes from the ground. And when you eat, I'm the man. If you see tzaddikim that they eat, right? They eat. Like that, because I'm the person. An animal, his head is towards the ground. The food and the gashmias is pulling him. Right? That's the difference between an Adam and an animal. Right? An animal's body is above his head because it's physical, so he eats like this. So when you see a person eat, I mean, don't judge anyone when you see during lunch, you see someone eating, right? And he's literally like in his bowl of soup or he's in his food. So what's the shot? The try is that the food, right, is, is owning you. The food is above you. As opposed to, right, a person, and the way a person, human being, usually eats is like this. It's what you're supposed to eat. Why don't we eat like this? Because your mother told you when you were three, four years old, right, bring your, bring your you know, mouth closer to the plate, right? So you don't drip on your new shirt that I got you, right? Instead of teaching your child to slow down and to pick up the spoon and to go like this, that's what it is. That's what it is. I'll never forget, I'm sorry I'll mention the scene, but I have to because we're on the topic, especially with the dogs. I, I'll never forget the scene. I remember it must have been 10, 15 years ago. You know what I'm going to say? Yeah. What? With the dog, he was, uh... You remember that, Aroni? See, Aroni is... Good. He's not holding. I didn't even say. I didn't even say the story, right? That's somebody. Right? Yeah, right. That's a real Talmud. That's somebody's mamish, right? He's, he's holding. He's not holding. He knows what I'm going to say. He knows what I'm going to say before I even open my mouth to say it. Very good, Aroni. So good, Aroni. I think if I need to take off, you'll give sheer for me. <laughs> Beautiful. It's a great story. I could say it over. It's a good story. I'm sorry to say it here in the base parish. It's a very funny story, but uh, but it's an amazing story that made such an impact on me. Um, I was driving in in, uh, in Brooklyn. I used to go. Uh, I was in Farakway for many years, five towns for many years. I used to have my either whatever it was. I don't know why I would go in. I'd go in to Borough Park to Brooklyn. To, for me, that was like my trip. You guys, you know, you lived there. To me, it was like. It was like going to, to, to uh, you know, a different country a little bit, right? So I'm, I'm driving on the Ocean Parkway, right? And in Ocean Parkway, there's the island in the middle, right? At some places, whatever it is. And uh, you know, remember the story, right? I remember seeing, right? I'm sorry if you guys heard the story, but it's a great story. I love repeating it. I remember seeing this guy, and part of it, I'm talking like this. I remember seeing this guy like on the ground. He was like on his four, four, on his fours. And he had like this bag, right? As a pooper scooper, 
Right? They have this in Eretz Yisrael also, right? You can't have your dog go to the bathroom, whatever it is. And the guy was literally, I, I know it sounds disgusting, the, the dog was like above, and this guy's under the dog, like catching his, and I'm sitting there saying, saying, Rabbi Hashem, right? That, that, that's, that's, that scene, I'll never forget why. I don't want to be that guy. I'm not talking about the guy who's, uh, who's, uh, catching, who's catching that from a dog. But it's a perspective of life. What type of person do you want to be? What type of person do you want to be? I'm going to be an upstanding person who, who controls himself, who has dignity, who has, who has respect for himself, respect for, for, for you know, another person, to be somebody who is, owns, he's an owner of himself. He's an owner of himself. He's a melech, right? Like we learned by Shudi yesterday, right? A few days ago, what we've been learning about, to be a melech. Rabbi Zimmerman, Rabbi Zimmerman would just say, Rabbi Zimmerman, share, share what you just said. It was such a great line about, can I share about your car? He had such a great line. He said, he said, say, you'll say it better than me. Well, tell him what happened. Tell him what happened. You t- he took his car to the shop. His car's been giving him trouble. Right, he's sitting there, right, worrying, you know, it's taking care of the car. He's sitting there taking care of the car. The purpose of the car, hein hein hamerkava, tzadikim or hein hein merkava, right? Am I taking care of the food or is the food taking care of me? That's the shot. Do I need the food? Do I need all these things to, to take care of me or I'm taking care of it? What does that mean? What it means is who's serving who? Who's serving who? Is the food helping me become a stronger person, a healthier person, and I'm in control, or I'm not in control, and I can, I can talk for myself. I could say right now, I'm a little bit more confident to say this, but Baruch Hashem, since Corona, right, I went on a diet, and I'm eating all, and I go through my stages. I'm like uh, bipolar in that. I'll go a good three, four, five months where I uh, eat very healthy, and then I'll go, you know, then I burn out. I'm trying to figure out how I don't burn out so much. And then I, then I go back to eating anything under the sun. Hashem, I, don't, I don't think I have a, you know, I'm not, I'm not, it's not a problem. But it's not about weight. I don't do it so I can say, oh, I'm a 2020 rabbi or I'm, you know, in shape. That's not what motivates me. What motivates me is I don't want to eat. I don't want to eat. Let me say better. I want to eat what I want to eat. I want to decide what I want to eat. I want to decide what I can control myself. That if I'm hungry, I don't have to, you know, you'll see, Mr. Shem, you come home after a long day, right? You come home for supper. You come home after a long, this will happen to everybody here, guaranteed. You come home after a long day. And of course, right, your wife who did nothing all day, she's just waiting to serve you, right? Because that's her job. Obviously, I'm being sarcastic. She's, that's what's in your head, right? You're waiting to come home. She's wait, she had nothing to do. She doesn't have to deal with anything just to serve you your delicious meal, right? And let's say the meal's not ready. Let's say she's busy. Let's say she's on the phone. Let's say whatever it is. You come home and you're hungry, right? 
So if you don't have control over yourself, if you don't have control over yourself, right, you, you end up eating your children and your wife for dinner. That's what happens. You come in and you end up biting off everybody's head because of your, your expectations. Right? If a person doesn't learn to control himself, I know I'm saying simple things over here, but if a person doesn't learn now, right? like we spoke, spoke about scratching your mosquito bites even, to control yourself, right? Me and Aroni had a mice with a fly this morning. To control yourself. To control yourself. You see a, you see a bug, right? 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 You just, uh, 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 you, you cut throat, right? person is in control. A person has full, you know, there used to be a time. I'll end off with this. There used to be a time. I remember my grandfather, great, great Misa. And I remember I had this. It took me years to figure out this story. My grandfather was an old European Jew from, you know, Hungarian, Romanian. Right? He was a big rav, hush of a person. And he drove back in the day. I don't know if you guys know, maybe from, from uh, now you could see everything from, you could look it up. They used to have, the older ones here, remember they had these Lincoln Continentals. Right? There were Cadillacs, not the Cadillacs that look like today, the classic old school Cadillacs were these long Cadillacs. They were long with these, you know, big ends. And then, then you had a Lincoln Continental, which was even longer. It was like this long hush of like boat car. And my grandfather used to drive around, right? We lived in the same city. And he used to drive around like an older man, right? I don't know how old he was now that I look back. He was probably in his 50s, 60s, but to me, he was this old man. I remember him driving around, and we'd see him. If we in the, in, the, in, the, in the city would see my grandfather, right? Let's say we'd pull up on side by side on the light, by the light. The biggest joke in the family was, is that we would sit there in the car, like screaming, Zadie, Zadie, whoo! We're like trying to get his attention. And he's sitting there like, you know, like that, just like that. And it was the biggest joke. We're like, we, we couldn't wait till we'd like somehow bump into Zadie on the road so we could see how he's not even looking at us. He's not paying attention. Who knows? Not because he's got the radio on. Just saying like this. Okay? That was life. He passed away. I remember one day I was learning, giving Shirim and Seals Yasharim. I think this is where it came from. In Precious, he talks about Rav. Stop. I have a diak in there. It's not for now. Where in Precious, in the paragraph of Precious, he talks about how Rav wouldn't be mistakal outside of his Dalad Amas. That's one of the things. Nothing to do with Tivus. Because he talks about Tivus in a different place over there. Nothing to do with Tivus. And I remember it hit me as I was giving a whole sheer about Dom, different, in Musser and Kelm and other places. If you look somewhere else, right? If you look somewhere else, they'd laugh at you. What are you looking over there? If, there was a, if a chair fall, fell over there, and someone looked over there, that was like a big loser in yeshiva. What, because there's a noise over there, you're gonna move your head? It says, that's the shot, Vayisa Enav Vayar. By Avram Avinu, it says, Vayisa Enav. He lifted up his eyes and he saw. What does that mean? It means he actively lifted up his eyes to see. Meaning nobody would go ahead. Right nowadays, right, I think I heard from Rabbi Avram Shor. He says, why doesn't he drive? And he told someone once, the reason he never learned how to drive was because in order to drive, you have to look all over the place. You gotta look over here, you gotta look over there, you gotta look in this mirror, you gotta turn around. He says, what am I, uh, what am I a uh, chicken? I'm gonna look wherever I gotta look. And it hit me, 
This was after my grandfather passed away for many years. It hit me. It's not the shot that he wasn't looking because of, he says he was trained as a kid in the previous generation. Now again, I'm not saying don't try this at home. I'm not tra- telling everybody not to look anywhere. That's not my point. My point is, is that there, there was a time not too long ago, we're talking about my grandfather, where there's no reason. There's no reason. There's no reason to look over there. Why are you, go, why are you looking over there? There's nothing to look over there. An animal, a dog, right? Well, look, wherever it smells, oh, suddenly it, it sees a cat, oh, it looks up, oh, oh, what's going on over there? Right? You take a guy outside and you start going like this for two minutes. Not giving, give anybody to do it. You, start, you walk outside, you start going like this. Suddenly, a guy is going to walk out. What's he going to do? He'll go like this. Another guy comes out. What's he going to do? He'll go like this. Suddenly, you have a bunch of 20, 20 what, what do I call them? Bobbleheads. Bobbleheads who are looking up like that. Why? Because I got nothing better to do than look up in the sky. And my tzushel, I'll end off with this. I'll end off with this. What's, what's the tzushel? Why is that? Because we haven't trained our animals, that's why. Within, our, within ourselves. Because we let our animals go free. That's why. Because we're busy making a schedule for a dog. <laughs> we're busy chasing someone else's tail. We're busy with everybody else's life. So our dogs and our lions and our, and our monsters inside of us go wild. Just wait till you're married, guys. Just wait. You ain't seen nothing. You ain't seen nothing. You think you're a wild animal now? Huh. Who let the dogs out? Wait till you're married. Who let the dogs out? Yeah, I'm serious. Yes. Right. Right. What do you turn on the fan? What are you? What are you doing? Correct. They say in Kel. I mean, it gets a little bit. We could talk more about. It. You want to hear more Musra? I don't know if, if I pause, if I pause, pause this because if any of the if any of the then I'll pause. I'll pause it for one. Okay. I don't want to offend anybody. No. People get all nervous. People get all nervous. They say that, that, that two things. They say they used to stop when the clock was in, in Kelm. Not a long time ago. They say when if, if Seder ended at 12 o'clock, it probably ended at 2 in the afternoon. When it ended at 2 o'clock, if they were in the middle of saying Omar Abaye and they said Omar, it was at 2 o'clock, they stopped. They started Seder at probably an hour later, whatever, I, don't, I don't know. When they came back, they said Abaye. Okay, people say, oh, that's crazy. They weren't obsessive, compulsive people. But they were, they were in control of their life. I'm not going to go ahead in one minute, right? What's that, Misa? With one of the, I forgot who it was, one of the Rosh Hashivas coming to a, to a Hasana, and they were like, you know, five minutes late, whatever it is. I forgot the whole story, something like that. He's like, he, he was like, I'm, I'm out. I got, I got what to do. I sit around, he would sit at a wedding, right? Chaz Shalom, people... You know, should make a lot of weddings. There should be simchas. I'm not chas v'shalom being my katrig. A guy could spend three, four hours at a wedding. V'shalom's up and uh, there was somebody who was late to pick him up 10 minutes. He was like, had a pain down. He was like, killed 10 minutes of my life. Like, you're a murderer. Right, right. I'm saying, <laughs> right, you're done. Not, not in a bad, not in a bad, mean way. 
right? Take a millionaire. Take a millionaire who's making cash, right? You're going to waste, right? You think of someone like Donald Trump. Donald Trump. Who's Donald Trump? It's Donald Trump. Who's Donald Trump? You're going to waste his five minutes? I had five minutes. I had two minutes with Bibi. Okay, Bibi Netanyahu, I don't want to talk about him because he's a yid. But I'm saying, I had two minutes with Bibi Netanyahu. A cheshbenim. Okay, I had two minutes. What am I going to say? His two minutes. And then a yeshiva bachar, a guy who's learning Torah, his one minute? I'm not saying like, oh, that's so nice. Oh, what a good sushtel. But it's Torah. He's the prime minister. He's the president. No. No. There's no comparison. There's no comparison. Your one minute, your one minute of learning Torah, your 30 seconds of learning Torah, your five minutes of learning Torah. That's part of what we spoke about after davening this morning. When you realize what you have, when you realize the gifts that you have, otherwise a guy could say, yeah, I could sit around. Like I could sit around and waste and waste and waste and waste and waste and waste. Why? Because the same thing as these cups, right? You got, you could take out, you could take out four cups in one shot. Take out four cups, either drink from all four of them, put the other ones on the side. That's the world we live, right? Your grandmother will still wash this out. I have a grandmother who still washes the cups out. I don't know if you guys have a grandmother like that. Good for them. Why? Because what am I wasting? Not because they're misers, not because of this, because they value the value and if you don't have control of your life, if you don't have control, the Gros says the biggest musser is that clock on the wall. It's the biggest musser. You want to get musser? You see how, the, how your, your clock is ticking. And it's ticking every second of your day. Yeah, Rabbi Small, you had something to say. Just wanted to share two things from our personal experience. The one we talked about being on time, how, you know, how important it is that there's examples that Rashid gave from the to me, it's been yesterday. My, 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 my own life, when I was in Harper, we were also, Seder started in the morning, 9.30. That means we were sitting down at 9.30. It was actually in order to, you know, it's a big issue, or they keep track of what's going on. Yeah, they weren't totally, you know, down, being down to everyone's step. They keep track, they took attendance. So whoever was in the door at 9.30, it was within there. We came to 9.30 when you were delayed. Right. I rebelled against I rebelled against that but yeah I had the same thing in high school that I right I rebelled against that but yeah you're you're, you're, you're he was more mature than me I was a baby yeah go ahead we were also we were also and not just you it's it's a value of your minute but if you come a minute late you also waste your cruise right yes yeah yeah 100% we can't I couldn't handle that in, in uh I, I, uh, yeah, your second thing? Yeah, the second I get thing. nervous even when he says it. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Fisher's. Yeah, go ahead. That's it. We're going to see it. No, no, I'm saying. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> how important it is to start now. Right. Because it's hard to change. Right. But I'm just going to Look around. Wow. Like, I'm Amazing. Not better than, than, than two, two, two dozen years ago. 
Amazing. 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 I love it. I love it. Beautiful. Beautiful. I love both of them. The first one I like because I got to check why I got anxiety when you're talking about the few minutes coming late. Because I remember my yeshiva days, right? But okay. Yeah. In a chanami, 100%. Right? But the second thing that you're saying is very powerful. Correct. You train yourself your whole life. You got to, you got to, yeah. I, like I said, guys, I can, I can tell you for me, right? My t-shirt says regrets. A lot of regrets. That, that I can tell you. You guys are at the stage where hopefully when you get to my age, you'll say not so many regrets. Not as many regrets. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you because I'm a little bit older and I've uh, failed more than you have failed. And I can just tell you is that take little things and, and work on little things. Because uh, you're young enough where you could take projects on yourself that are small and they're easy and it's spending little time and you could end up really, really taking advantage of your time. You could go ahead and look back in 10 years from now and say, I did this and I did this and I accomplished this. Should I give you an example? Yeah. Do you believe that you could learn all of Shas? Right? You could go through all of Shas and then finish Shas in Mishnayas, right? Going through all of Kitzur Shulchan Aruch, going through all of Mishabura. Sounds like you gotta, right, put on a white shirt and go back to Yeshiva and all that. You don't have to do that. You don't have to do that. You spend an hour a day, two hours a day. That's it. Two hours, three hours a day. And you have a plan to go through all of the Rambam. Go through all of Rambam. You go through Sifrei Musar, you go through, you know, Nefesh Achayim, you go through Mesil Zisharim, right? You go through Archas Tzadikim, you, you go through many, many, Mechtav Melio, all you got to do is 15 minutes a day, a half hour a day. It's all you got to do in different areas. And then you turn back in 10 years from now and you say, wow, I went through it, I finished. How many guys? You're doing Dafyomi, whoever's doing Dafyomi. Right, guys, you, you started Dafyomi recently? How old are you? 17 years old. How many blood? How many blood have you done so far? How many blood have you done so far? A, pay, a full page. How, where, where did you start? Shabbos? Right, so you did about 30, 40 blood, whatever it is. 30 blood, right? So, and how, many, how much time do you spend on that? Okay, that's a lot even. That's an hour, an hour that, that's a lot that he's spending. Nowadays you could do a shear a half hour a day, 40 minutes a day. They have that eight minute off. Yitzi Shapiro in the army. Shappy. Ready for this, guys? In the army. I don't know what that is. I don't mean. Shlomazan will tell you what that means. In the I army. He is do, he's holding in Dafyomi. In the army. He, when he came here for, for a break, right? The first morning that he was here, I saw, heard him sitting on the porch listening to a shear. I was like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm doing the daf. I'm like, you're up to date? He's like, yep, I'm up to date. Because <laughs> we think the Yetzirah, the, the Gros says this. The Gros says this in Evan Shlema. 
The Gros says, I'll find a few, I don't have one on me here. The Gros says one of the reasons why we don't serve Hashem and we're afraid to serve Hashem is because we think it's going to be too hard. And we think that the mountain is going to be too high to climb. Now, is it a mountain to climb? Oh yeah. Right? I said this last night. Have bareach min avera, right? Rots, right? Have rots limits vakala and bareach min avera. What does that mean? You have to run after a small little mitzvah. And you have to run away from an avera. What's the shot? Because just to accomplish a little bit, the Yitzhahara is so powerful, he doesn't want you to accomplish it. And what I'm saying is a proof of what I'm saying right now. To do a little bit, Yitzhahara. But in Avera, Bayrach, you have to run away from Avera. Okay, that's a different conversation. Yitzhahara is so strong. But I'm telling you, you guys are young. You guys are young. The more you accomplish and you learn and you get, you make a schedule, I'm telling you, I'll sit down, I'm willing to do this with anybody. You make a goal, make a two-year goal, a three-year goal, if you do this, you don't even need that long of a goal. You open up a safer, I'm telling you, open up a safer, open up any safer, learn Shabbos. If you learn Shabbos, how many pages? It's nothing here, it's little. But you do two pages of this a day, you go through all Hilcha Shabbos, right? All Hilcha Shabbos in a year. You do two pages, what's two pages? Two pages of this a day. How long will that take you? I have, I myself, I'm just telling you myself, but I'm older than you, so you can't bring a wire for me. I have, I have many things that I have. I have a safer, right? If I want to go through something, what I do is I split it up. I have a safer on uh, Karlenstein, of Karlenstein, right? The, the, he has a whole safer on all of the Yom Tov and everything. It's, a, it's about a 200 massive page thing. What do I do before Yom Tov? Right, he has different pieces on before Yom Tiv. He has a thing on Shavuos. I looked at how many pages. I wanted to start on May 3rd, because I wanted to give myself uh, three weeks, whatever it was, till Shavuos, to start learning. I split it up. All I have to do is two pages a day, and then by Shavuos, I'm, I'm finishing from Pesach till now, a 200-page safer by doing what? Every day, doing three, four pages a day. It takes me about five, 10 minutes. There are days that I miss. There are days that I miss. So the next day, I make it up a little bit. Or on Shabbos, you make it up. Sometimes I fall a little bit behind. But do it. That's, what, that's, how, you, that's how you... I just said, we just finished Mesil's Yisharim and that thing. Ask anybody. We finished the entire Mesil's Yisharim. We're starting again tonight. Every day. How long did we do it for? Ten minutes a day. Not even every night. We didn't do a Friday night. We didn't do a Monday Shabbos. Ten minutes a day in three, four months... Guys, in 10 years from now, they'll have done it. 10, 15, 20 times, they'll change your life. They'll change your life. It's not a lot. It's not a lot. You'll have less regrets. My regrets are, my regrets are, is that when I was your age, right? All right, it doesn't matter. The point is, is that it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The point is what? It's okay. Thank you, Yassi. No, I'm saying it. And I'll tell you one thing that I learned about my regrets. This thing I can tell you, I can tell everybody right now. The one thing that I learned about my regrets is that, is that start now. That's what I've learned about my regrets. Because you know why? In 10 years, God willing, I'm sure I'll have regrets also how I lived the last 10 years. That's what started changing in my life. When I said, wait one second. So if I regret how I lived from 20 years old till however old. So then that means in five years from now, I'm gonna regret 
how I lived when I was 40 years old to 50 years old. But I ain't doing that anymore. I don't want to regret anymore. I want to live those, the, the days of my life, the years of my life, the way I want to live the years of my life. I don't want to have the regrets. Yes, Shalom Zahra. You're the quote that goes on the If you wish now, you would have started a year ago. So live now the way you want to look at yourself in a year from now, in two years from now, and live that right now. Hashem will help each and every one of us. Wow. We didn't even... It's fine. I have to read one line, because especially his yard site is... His, uh, it's Erev, his yard site. No, we did, we read that. It says, Page 116. You gotta strengthen yourself if you wanna train your inner animal. You gotta work hard. You gotta work hard to train your inner animal. Like Rabbi Small was saying so beautifully, right? Something that he trained himself to do when he was younger, he still. You know, especially the Girsa Diankasa. When you do something when you're younger, it's much harder, right? You can't teach in, I don't know why we're talking about dogs so much today, okay? I don't know, maybe today's like National Dog Day or something. Right? <laughs> but the shot is, is that you can't teach an old dog new tricks. The older you get, it's harder. Right now, you guys are more flexible. You could be Mahapech. Zachar Bayracha, Bimei Bacharisecha. Remember God now, guys. Remember God now. Live your life with Hashem now. Break yourself now, because it's much easier to break yourself now, right, than it, than it will be later. And through that, you'll be Zoha to marry an incredible girl. You'll marry a girl who's also breaking herself now and working on herself. And your life, you'll live a life of working on yourselves together. We should all be Zoha to that. Have a wonderful day, everybody. So.